0: Asia Tech Podcast, voice of the Asian tech ecosystem.
1: We are live. This is Pitch Tech Asia. My name is Graham Brown. We are in the studio today, joined by two fellow Frenchmen, Clement E. A. Greg So I switched into Spanish there. Sorry Uh, easily mixed up. So my apologies. Greg Clement. Welcome to the studio both from UEX. We're going to talk about InsurTech. We're going to talk about your solutions both obviously from France. Correct. Yes. Yes, with the we we've done really well with La French Tech here. They've been very kind to us and you know we love the French Tech guys. So this is the long continuation of French expats here in the studio. Where are you chaps from originally in France? How about yourself, Clement, first?
0: Uh, I come from a town near Paris, Mm. but I actually grew up in Singapore. Okay. I was born here, then moved back to France. And I came back in ninety seven when I was twelve, where I've met this guy. Right. So we've been friends for more than 20 years, prior to being colleagues.
1: So you met in 1997? Here in Singapore. Exactly. In the Singapore, okay. Opposite
0: the road there, to be precise. <laughs> exactly. Right.
1: I need to find out how you met, but I'll ask you in a minute. So you were born here in yes. Singapore. Do you have a Singaporean passport? No, nothing.
0: No. So you grew no, up actually, in... Actually, my mother was pregnant when we moved here. Ah. And she had to leave a deposit to make sure that I won't claim the nationality, okay. <laughs> which I haven't done since.
1: Okay, so, Good, so you safe. got her money
0: back, right? So yes. now that you're back here, okay, doesn't invalidate that no, no, bond, does fine. it? Okay, so so you, you grew basically up I feel like I grew up here Yeah, since there are important years. So I went through high school here, then moved back to France to study.
1: Okay, so you went to local high school here?
0: Yes. Okay. And then studied in Paris. Mm. I'm an engineer, telecom engineer. Hmm. And then I've spent 10 years working in France prior to moving back to Singapore almost three years ago. So
1: you moved out three years ago. Yes. But you met 20 years ago. Exactly. All right. We'll piece it all together. Greg, welcome. Hi. Your story, born in France.
2: Born in France. Sorry about that. It's not that it's exciting. Not in Paris.
1: <laughs> when did you move here?
2: uh actually in 1960, uh 96, 96 one year before him yeah and uh yes we grew up yeah uh, i was in french school i lived my two first year in cameroon my father used to work there so we like to say that we are like our customers like expats yeah and um yeah so my father used to work uh, in cameroon then we came back in paris i spent uh until uh, 96 and then all my study at the French school, then came back for the study as in, but I'm in the business school. So right, I was in okay. business school and uh, then only insurance for 10 years. What and were you then, doing
1: in insurance? What side of insurance?
2: Uh, brokerage. Mm-hmm. I was working for Willis Tower Watson. Uh, the subsidiary in France, then I was working um, for Verspiren, which is a family-owned company from the north of France, uh, which is one of the the first investors of the company, Mm -hmm. UEX.
1: So your relationships were all insurance companies and brokerages, were they? A lot, yes. And even
2: my father is working for AXA, so I can tell you that it's kind of a family thing. Family thing, insurance, Uh, right? Yeah, I didn't want to say it this way because actually the reality is I'm on the broker side, so meaning I'm defending the customer. Yeah. He's not. Yeah. But because he's on the engine transport.
1: Surely you're all on the customer side, no?
2: Yeah, it's, let's it's a say it is. Conversation. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Alright, so you, you come from the world of insurance. You said you were a telecom engineer? Yes. Do you, well, I mean, actually, obviously-
0: I've been through different worlds. I yeah. started working build uh, the mathematical models for traders mm-hmm. in Singapore. And so I worked in investment banking for two or three years. And I don't know if it was bad timing or, <laughs> but I decided to change because I didn't enjoy it much. Mm. So I moved to the more the telecom side, and really it was process driven. So I was in a big IT company for Total, the IT department. Then I moved to the uh, as a, to work as an economist for Total for all the oil development projects, mm-hmm. and then I started hearing big data, big data. And so I started learning online what it was because everybody was using the word, but uh, I was Mm. a bit curious of how it was. And I went back to school to study data science, which I did use for two years prior to discovering uh, insurance. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay, what a great place to apply your skill as well. We're gonna talk about UEX as what it's all about. You've given us some clues so far, something to do with insurance, something to do with the expat community. You'll help us understand. Let's get the uh, beginnings of the pitch deck up if we can. If I just sort of scoot to the beginning, um, I've just been flicking through your pitch deck before you came on, so we're a bit out of sync on the slides here. Now, help us understand first, um, what is this all about? If we were doing an elevator pitch for UEX, putting you on the spot, didn't say we were going to do this, so this wasn't prepared. Explain to me, UEX, as if I was your grandmother.
2: Ah, yes, this was one of the
0: questions. Not, not in French. <laughs> okay. But if you were my grandmother, I would ask you if you have ever read your contract, and you would say no. Second <laughs> wait, wait, question. let would, me think about it. Let me, uh, yeah, you're right there, Clement, I haven't read it. N- and second question would be, did you understand it? Of course not. And how much are you paying for it, and is it the right price? Definitely no idea. And we are talking about health, and I don't think there's anything more precious than that. So we kind of solve this issue, meaning you understand what you get, you get it in a seamless way, that's my process background, and you get the right product. That's his uh, knowledge. Mm. So in a few words, that's it. I, I think you've done really
1: well. Thank and you. <laughs> I think grandma understands that as well. You didn't use any technology. I didn't hear blockchain, I didn't hear no. insurtech or anything like that.
0: No, because we are talking to customers and whatever it's behind, they don't need to know.
1: Right, okay, so where did this start? Where did you have the insight that this was a problem or a pain point in the industry where did that the genesis of uex start
0: i have to let him answer that one
1: <laughs> great
2: <laughs> okay so uh working in the insurance brokerage for the past uh, i mean now it's like uh, maybe time. yeah too a long time <laughs> um the reality of the thing is like um, you start realizing that uh, An insurance product is every time something very simple because actually it's basic. As Clément said, we try to 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 cover and protect your health. So health and healthcare is very simple in a way that uh, you are consuming it. I mean, you want to be secured. You want to go to a specialist. That's how you need to talk about it. So um, and before, I mean, basically an insurance product is like you have different line of protection and each line. Of protection cover you for something very very real, and whether you talk about your car, covering your insurance car, or um, or talking about the person you are covering, at the end of the day uh, there is a risk behind, and you have a level of cover which uh, I mean which is really exactly the same. You have a level of coverage and you have a price linked to that. Mm. So what we what I figured out in terms of technical parts was. Whenever you create a product it should be every time the same one line of coverage one price linked to different factors whether it's the brand of your car whether it's your age it's impacting the price so that's technically that's that's really where it comes from so when i was in insurance brokerage from Willis Towers Watson to Verspieren, the difficulty was it's every time very complicated. You know, the guys, they are lawyers or they are from the from the insurance background for the past maybe 20 years. It's not a judgment, it's a reality. And so the guys say, you know, it's very complex. And they, I mean, they are paying for telling you that it's complex and I need to explain it to you very, I mean, in a way that you need this one, but you don't know really why you need this one Mm. compared to this one. And by the way, the reality, I was working, I've been working on, I don't know, uh, construction insurance, Uh, in affinity system so you know companies were building some some um, some real estate and things like that i've done some insurance for french sport federation i've done some insurance for loss and uh, loss and damage uh, mobile phone products and the reality is every time the same and i was i mean the price the system how you calculate the price and things like that but all the guys were saying we had something totally different from each other Mm. so whenever we wanted to i mean I wanted to create at the beginning the project was, I mean, make it very simple to understand that anyone can understand. And when I was talking to my friend, I was telling them, they would say, oh, it's very complicated. And And I was saying, no, 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 it's like this. And everyone was understanding. it. So by the way, Clem is the best uh, to explain really how simple it is, because I mean, he has done uh, mathematics before, so he has done a lot of more complex things. But the reality and the core was make it simple for everyone to understand and to buy insurance. Mm. So that was really what I wanted to do. Uh then my background was like, yeah, more and more entrepreneurial in the way. It was uh, coming from an employee side when I was at Willis Tower Watson to an entrepreneur way at Verspiren. And when I came to UEX, I was still kind of an entrepreneur because my former employer was investing in the company we created. Mm. And then now we are entrepreneurs because my investors are new now. It's a new investor. So. My point is like, it was also a pass on my side. It was a goal to be like really transforming the things. And wh- why I don't judge, you know, I was saying defending the customer or something like that. You, I don't judge a insurance company because the, we started from scratch. So mm. it's kind of much easier to say, okay, I've seen what's the problem in the big, large company with so many employees. So now that I'm doing it myself, let's try to make it more simple. But even on our side, it's more complex.
1: Okay. I get the uh, the point about it's a lot easier for you because you're a small agile company compared to an AXA or AIG, or for example. Um, and we're going to have a look at your your product and your deck in a minute. Isn't there a vested interest? Isn't there an interest for insurance to be complicated, because then it kind of hides what they really do? And if what they're really doing, as you were saying, Greg, is the same, then they can effectively sell it for a higher price. If you don't understand it, I can sell it for a higher price effectively in in a way, like, you know, like financial products. For
0: true, for sure. But uh, I think that the way the world is changing, it's very easy to get access to information Mm. And if you do a really nice YouTube video explaining why they are ripping you off, then your 20 years of complexifying things are... (laughs) Exposed. (laughs) Exactly. So explain to me
1: about ripping off. as, As a consumer, let's say, you know, okay, mobile phone insurance, I don't have that. I think that's a waste of money, for example, no, I'm but- I'm not saying
0: you know. they are selling you things that are a mm. I'm saying they make it impossible for you to compare. Right, Mini- like a health insurance, there's exactly. so many different lines. So, exactly, like, and that's true. how they Do understand I need this? That, Do I need so helicopter benefit and stuff like that? You don't have, uh, they are not being dishonest. Right. They are just, uh, it's their marketing strategy, I would say. Uh, I'm different from the other. Mm. And I make it so complex for you to compare, That's once you're quite happy or stuck with a brand, then you just stick to it. Right, and that's how they make their money, by increasing the premiums every year. Yeah, well there are two things. They they increase the premium and they make money. But first, they are trying to make money. mm. Let's be honest, they are Mm. not making tons of money. They are rich, but uh, I'm not sure they are today. And that's uh, not really facts, but I'm seeing it from uh, what we are doing and Mm. I strongly believe I'm right. (laughs) And what I think, they can do a lot more money by being more efficient and not just increasing premiums. But uh,
2: there is another point also is like um, it's not the insurance with a bad player or the customer who's mm. like consuming bad if there is no more any more reconciliation between both. So the reality of the thing is like insurance and the roots of insurance is mutualizing a risk. So the reason why you go to insurance company usually is because. You cannot afford it yourself. Mm. Whether you're crossing the street, you get eaten by a car, it's $200,000, maybe some people can do that. And by the way, they don't take insurance. But the majority of the people take insurance for large things. But the reality is what the customer sees is the small thing, meaning Mm. like I'm not covered because I had a GP consultation and I didn't do the process and it was not very clear And the line. So it's more simplification to come back to the roots of insurance, Mm. which is really explaining to the customer is part of a mutualization. But for sure, if you want to explain that to a customer, it means that you need to be very transparent and you need to be trustful, Mm. which is for at the moment the difficulty. So what we try is to reconciliate both because at the end of the day, both are trying their best to cover the people. And I mean, the people from the insurance company, as Clément says, they are not trying to to i mean to do something wrong or like yeah. to make more money but the point the is nature. like they, they have difficulties with that so uh, i strongly believe by explaining really what's house the product is working by the way it's uh, helping people to understand why they are paying this price mm. and on the insurance side we can really have a discussion and we can be transparent because sometimes people are saying like it's very expensive for maternity insurance for example mm. give an example so maternity insurance it's not i mean pregnancy delivery i'm not talking about complication Pregnancy delivery, I mean, you take a pregnancy insurance, it's because you expect to go, it's not a probability, I mean, a small yeah. probability, you want to have a child. So it's not anymore a risk you are covering, it's a reality. So it's not anymore insurance in a way, because technically you will have to pay, f- I mean, the insurance company will have to pay for it. Right, that's so the what are you
1: insuring? Because no, it doesn't cover complications, right? I mean, that's what you want to insure as an individual. I want to insure you know, I don't want a $200,000 hospital bill for a complication.
2: So how can you cover that? It's like, how do you optimize the price? First, right. you will pay. So meaning like, we need to, uh, the customer need to really understand. I mean, we know Singapore, so KK Hospital versus Monte Elizabeth. I'm sorry about mm-hmm. that, but Monte Elizabeth is very expensive. Same, I mean, at the, at the end, the doctors are great on the both sides. But there is a public hospital, and for the same thing, for pregnancy delivery, one will be maybe $5,000, the other, maybe $20,000. And that's, we are talking about like, can something um, which is not insurance? When you talk about complications, that's where you're covering a your risk yeah. because that's where you cannot, I mean, expect to pay a specific amount because maybe the child will be like for maybe three weeks uh, inside, a, I mean, uh, in a difficulty, so you will be at the hospital and the price will be much higher. That's where you have insurance. Yeah. So that's what we try to show to the customer.
1: Got it. All right. Okay. Let's understand that a little bit by looking at the solution part of the pitch deck. Um, And we jump forward a little bit. You've done a good job of explaining what the problem is. If I fast forward to slide eight um, in terms of what this actually is, you've got some numbers here. You said you succeed in scaling health insurance distribution using 90% of technology, 10% of human care. How does that actually work? Let's sort of look at the pitch deck here and understand exactly what this product is. So what is UEX? product side, so maybe that's your well, question.
0: I can answer this one. UEX uh, is a mix like we say, so numbers are 90-10 so it's a platform, that's the tool but I won't say that UEX is the tool the tool is just the way we get there. What UEX is, is we optimize what has no value for the customer, meaning me sitting next to you and watching you fill up your paper mm. no value at all. What you want when you're looking for an intermediary is advice you want to get insight and advice so we use a tool to completely optimize uh, entering your date of birth uh, giving me your name and basically all that and the subscription part afterwards and we focus on the advice and the advice there are two parts of advising i would say one that is just providing information for you to go through which we do it online uh, using our platform and the tool and the second part is specific question because we are talking about health and health cannot be standardized we are Mm. humans and That's why we we are different, and so what is UEX? The ten percent that is left is really the value that we are bringing facing the customer. All the rest is automated, and that can be done using technology. And that's almost the tip of the iceberg. Is what you can see. What you cannot see, it's a tool, it's APIs, and then I can use the tech words that are trendy now, but they're real. If I want to have a pricing engine, I can have APIs. I can. change my front-end whenever I want so I can focus on what really has value for the customer is the experience I'm bringing.
1: So, how, how does that differ? so I understand it, and I'm sure people may be interested to, let's say, a comparison
2: platform or... That's no, interesting, that's the, a the question. question. Yeah. On the comparison, it's very interesting because what are you comparing? The question is like the pain point for me, for the brokers today, they are comparing things they don't really understand, which are not comparable instead of understanding really what the product you're buying. Mm. In other words, uh, when you say, okay, I'm telling you like what's the best? Take uh, an insurance company, international uh, health insurance, one million million Singapore dollars annual limit or three million? What's the best?
1: What's the best product for you? As a consumer, I don't have an opinion.
2: So the point is one million for, the the annual limit means Mm. that it's up to this annual limit that you can be reimbursed for any hospitalization. Okay? So first of all, I mean, You need to understand what we are talking about, which, Mm. by the way, when they say this product is good because it's three million and this one is one million. okay, Mm. you don't understand. Second point is um, nobody touch more than three hundred thousand dollars usually of annual limit. So Mm. meaning even one million is already enough. So taking three million doesn't make any sense. It's just marketing additional, but nobody is paying for that. So at the end of the day, uh, what Clem says also is like there is a product behind. So we don't compare different insurance product mm. we have created an insurance product right and we work with AXA AXA today uh, they had a lot of products so we didn't create a product in a way that we didn't ask a pricing or we didn't ask to create really from scratch a product we had local cover from AXA we had international cover we had middle, a cover between both, which like this, and they were selling one product one by one with every time one different subscription process, mm. one questionnaire different. What we have done is we have simplified. We have merged all those products inside the platform. So when you have like, when you look at the deck, you see the sliders, you know, there is a one level yeah. one, level two, level three. Level one is a local cover.
1: Right. Okay. I don't know where it is on the day. Uh, yeah, hit. you have it here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so so I you guess see every time the level. Eyesight.
2: But the, the point of this one is you have one level. Level one is a local cover. If you go to base plan three, it will be another contract. Technically, hmm. it's two different products. But on our system, you don't care. So no. The question is like, what level of coverage do you want? So we have simplified releases. Really and on the subscription side, what Clement was saying, is like, at the end of the day, you are the question are the same, the, qu- the medical questionnaire is the same, So we have re- and we are the only one compliant. Mm. So meaning like we are the only one going really from the customization of your product to the subscription and payment of your product for health insurance. Mm. Car insurance they are doing, travel insurance they are doing, but on the health insurance in Singapore we are the only one.
1: So let me understand, right? Um, if a startup was to create a health insurance product from scratch with... The backing of an AXA, for example, this is what it would be. You would apply the startup idea of making it simple, great design,
2: good consumer experience. Exactly. So That's exactly the point. And before being, I mean, at the end of the day, what you want is to get reimbursed. Yeah. Because you're buying the product, but after you want to do that... But the problem is like you need to have some customer before being able to to serve them. So we started by this platform, it's like really a full management contract system. Yeah. Meaning like you can update your product, you can uh, add your uh, member, family members if there is something about it. So that's, that's really the core vision. And when yeah. you...
1: this is a problem as well, isn't it? For insurance companies generally servicing the product later on, which is, you know, they make promises and then not necessarily able to deliver on all of those, just because, not because it's broken, but because customer service isn't where they make money, right? So this is a challenge. If you can solve that problem... But
2: I don't know if you know Lemonade. Lemonade is one of the famous Yeah. and what they are saying, they are really separating the cost of the management, uh, the contract management, administration of the contract, and the pricing. Mm. Which is very interesting. Uh, there is a lot of things I can uh, say about lemonade, but this one is very interesting because we are talking about your pricing. So if there is an increase of your price based on the uh, I means claims which has been done by all the community, you know that the increase is not because the insurance company is the bad company because mm. they want to do more money on you. It's because you consumed a lot and it's not sufficient what you are paying for all the community. And By showing what they get money, I mean, the trust is back because you understand what's, how they make money, what the level of money they are doing, and that's normal because the service is there. Difficulty is like, as we said, like it's like AXA, I don't know, how old are they, but I mean, it's like very old company, very old in not a, way, uh, a bad way, but it's like, I mean, it has been created a long time ago, so technically, all the problems faced by AXA is also all their legacy system, all the employees, the transformation, and all these kind of things.
1: All right, got it. Okay, let me ask you a question then, important question, why you're doing this, so why? Why are you doing this? Why are you focused, and obviously I understand from an insurance point of view because it's your background, but beyond that, why? What motivates you when you get up in the morning and make this happen?
0: Well, I have a why that is uh, that can be applied to insurance, that's good news, is at some point I wanted to be a teacher. Why? Because I think people should have access to knowledge. And here everyone is saying, it's complex, I don't understand and so forth. So when I have, a, I don't know, today we have more than 2000 uh, clients and they all understood their contracts. So that's a pretty strong, right? Mm. And you say you just said, insurance companies are making promises they cannot keep. That's strong. In fact, they are not making promises they cannot keep. Mm. It's, it's written on a contract. And it's just, you understood something that you think they won't keep. But if you understand from the day one, the trust is back. Mm. So that's a very strong way. And so people get under, to understand uh, exactly what they get. Mm. And the second thing is, I hate inefficiencies. <laughs> and I think there are a lot to do in this. Uh, in this uh, why do
1: you hate inefficiencies?
0: It's a lot of time. It's not productive. It doesn't mm. bring anything to people. People are not happy with it. So if something is working fine, then everyone is happy yeah. and it creates value because in the end if we are very efficient you will pay less
1: hmm. okay i like it how about yourself
2: uh me it's like uh, let's let's say this way it's um it's part of a path for me personally first hmm. i think what i wanted is like a, to get to have an impact so if you ask me why insurance i might say Maybe because it's a family thing, but at the end of the day, it's because I I got into insurance and I wanted to change things. And it would have been in another sector. I think I would have done it also. I would would have tried it. Mm. So I think at the end of the day, what I want to do is to have an impact in the, I mean, let's say a social impact. So coming from insurance is mixed. I mean, we, we chose health is not for, it's for a reason. Uh, I think we are touching the life of people much more than if it was like for a phone, a mobile phone or, or, or watch or something like that. So uh, to me, it's the first step of something potentially even bigger, because my idea is like, yeah, how do you transform uh, the vision of people? Because the core uh, story of insurance is taking care of each other and... That's really the, the purpose at the beginning, at the beginning. Before mm. it's starting to be commercial and that. You know, there is a famous uh, Japanese, I don't remember the name. Uh, I think it's a Moa, or I don't remember the name, but there is a famous uh, comi- Japanese community. And um, this famous uh, community, at one point we were asking ourselves if we was wanted to name the company like this. They have the bigger percentage of people more than 100 years old. Ah, oh, Okinawa. In Okinawa. I, yeah. I don't remember the name, but, uh, and the idea is like, they explain why also? It's mm. because they created a fund in order to take care of each other for everything. That's what insurance is at the beginning. Mm. That's mutually giving, taking care of each other in a community.
1: It's a nice story as well. There's a lot to be it's, sort of found in that something
2: story. Something I really believe in. It's yeah, really, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, it brings you back to serving people rather than serving products, right? Which is why we're here. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's a challenge when you're in a large corporate, we've all worked in the corporate world, that it easily becomes something else and we can forget that. And great companies and, you know, the luxury of working in a startup is you can stay close to that, right? That serving of people. So let, let me ask you, how long has, has UEX been around? When did you actually start the company? So how old are you now? Three years old, Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, in that journey, you must have learned a lot. Yes. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> it's th- this sort of like straight line path never happens. It's more sort of like this, right? A you know, many ups and downs. That's the nature of being an entrepreneur and a startup. So, what I want to ask you, chaps, is is that you know, given that you're here to you know, uh, as we we discussed that sort of very sort of human focused goal, helping people, helping people protect and serve each other as well, right? And you know, like that whole sort of community building that is really mutual insurance, right? With that in mind, what have you learned in those three years? And maybe make it easier for you, is that what do you know differently now about UEX and insurance that you didn't know when you started out? How are you doing things differently? Because I I do not believe you got it right day one.
2: I know, we did definitely. So if you want a really uh, good example of why we didn't get it right first... We started by a, a, a mobile app uh, to sell health insurance. So uh, nobody buys uh, is health insurance, specifically health insurance because it's very complex on a mobile phone. You go on your laptop or something like that. So that's that's one perfect example. And mm. you take the time to do that, by the way, because that's something very important. Uh,
1: so, so let's go with that example. I think it's a great example. So you started out, and the reason why I think we should share this is because... Anybody who looks at a company, whether it's somebody who to works for you, or somebody who wants to partner with you or an investor, really wants to understand that journey and they understand that how did you deal with failure and make mistakes and talk about mistakes. And the more you do that and you're more honest, it's a good, be- it's a good sign for somebody to connect with you. So you started out with a mobile app idea. When did you drop that idea and how did you sort of like move forward from that?
2: So the reality of the thing is like, uh, okay, three years ago. So we, we had four months to develop the, the minimum viable products of the mm. MVP. And, uh, so the most difficult for the MVP was more the products, the insurance products than the, than the platform. Because at one point it was very complicated to convince an insurance company in Singapore, just arriving in Singapore, telling them like, guys, we are going to do a lot of money with you guys. And, uh, can you spend a lot of time with us to work on a product which is not your product today? to mm. be able to send it so this one has been quite complex we had some chance axa is french we have some french fellows yeah. in axa company and i think the mix of singaporean and french at that time was really good uh, we didn't drop the ID. Mm. Um, it's uh, the beauty of doing it on the mobile first was we didn't have space to be able to display the product right. so we want we did we needed to really optimize the way we explain it and on simple. the mobile so yeah. make it very simple yeah. so the, the we were very lucky because when we went on the desktop version we had so much space to explain the things and to do the right. tips and because we were so focused about be very optimized, it was already the culture of the of the team so that's was do you ep-
1: think there's a lesson in that for startup founders is <laughs> maybe the first thing they should develop is a mobile app because then you can I just do know. one thing really
0: well. I don't yeah, know because it was, it was
2: it was it was quite painful okay. to be very clear with you.
0: But how we realized it, we used it ourselves. We were two at the beginning, so once it was ready, we got out the two of us trying to sell health insurance. Yeah, yeah. Internation, for example, and <laughs> it's been hard. I, yeah. I came back. Uh, I came from uh, not an insurance background, and I was out with my mobile app trying to sell it out. And it's the moment of truth. <laughs> if you use it yourself, then you get to know your clients, and definitely we realized uh, we're off. So yeah. The message is right, the display is right, the meaning is right. The way
2: we do it is wrong. Hmm. So the second story I think we had is like there was like one personal story when we started the i d So everything was about the mobile international people. So expat expat people now, so people who are coming in Singapore but not anymore in the expat way, you know, with all the package. And so they need to cover themselves for, for themselves or like take some top ups with the cover they have for the corporate. And the story was Veronica and uh, Jessica, I change the name every time, but Veronica and Jessica at barbecue. One is with UEX and the other is just arriving in Singapore and search for health insurance. Okay, the story is a bit complex first, but uh, anyway. Uh, so Veronica shared a profile, UX profile with her, her insurance product to Jessica. And uh, she can re-customize her insurance product because it looks like each other and they have the same kind of need and things like that. Nobody share an insurance product at a barbecue or any kind of things like yeah, that.
1: Not that only I've been <laughs> too recently. But, yeah.
2: but what we realized was, when you give it to a sales, to someone for the company or yeah. even uh, any intermediary, the sharing button we wanted them to to do a variety became a tool for us to generate five customization in 5 minutes hmm. meaning depending on your your story uh, i'm telling you okay here is the international coverage is the basic and the price you see is the real price you will pay so it was very ins- but, so that's another story we never like fail in a way yeah. that uh, we said like okay let's erase raise it we used it in another way yeah to so solve your own problem exactly
1: I, so we, we, okay i think that's fantastic and that's, that is the way to do it you know sol- use this to solve your own problems and then, you know, other people might find that useful. Long, we were
2: quite lucky, to be very frank. Yeah, well, you no, but have to be We
0: did in a the game. lot of mistakes, and it yeah. was from hiring, you know, a startup. It's like, for every company, it's people, and you need to align uh, everyone's interest. The mm. client, but uh, what I was saying is nice. I want to explain to people uh, why they want insurance, but my investor, he doesn't care. Mm. Well, he should care, but he hopes that uh, yeah. I will make it in a way I can make yeah. a lot of money. Absolutely, so that's you why You need investing. to align all of those. Uh, where we are... We learned a lot. Is be communicating a lot, uh, the two of us and uh, within the team, so to always iterate and say, are we doing the right thing, mm. and in the right timing. So we failed quite fast, like everyone says, but it was always small mistakes. Yeah. So along the way, we got the path uh, quite right, and we are still on it. So. The, the it good news okay. was uh,
2: there was a need. So maybe the failure would have been, I mean, direct if uh, at the beginning, I mean, health insurance and uh, what what they call PMI or IPMI, private Mm. medical insurance or IPMI, international private medical insurance. Uh, There is a big market and there is a real need. So uh, I think that was a good thing for us because... Even if we were doing it wrongly or we were changing, we were changing some things and so there was like some kind of value. And we were very true. I think that's very important. uh, That's the reason it's good to have Clément or to have, I mean, our sales technically are not uh, all real sales, meaning Mm. like that, there are people who care uh, about the fact that if they say you are covered for that and they are not covered for that. Uh, they are scared about the fact that the person in front of them we we will have a problem. And that's really the point. It's not about selling the product. It's about being sure that the person understood that they bought this because after we won't be able to do anything. Yeah. And so that's... A, I mean, they are scared about that in our team. Mm. But I think that the best thing is like caring for, for, for the customer.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you empathize with them as well. And you, you care about the outcome rather than just collect the commission. Exactly. So tell us about the the hustle as well. You've mentioned that you know you didn't come from a sales background but you're out there selling and you've talked about how you sell as well and I think you know you're both two very lively and likeable people and I'm not just saying that because you're here but you know I think you would sit well with anybody interested in insurance but the the challenge is is going out there and knocking on the door. So, um, And by the way um, we do have people watching. Maybe there are some of your friends from back home in France, but we have had people sort of like joining in on the, the live stream. So if you are watching Clem and Greg in the studio, then do give us a thumbs up and let it, show them your support because startup life is not necessarily as glamorous as it appears. There's a lot, lot of hard work. And let's yeah. talk about the hard work now, guys, the hustle, because hearing your story it sounds like a lot of fun it sounds cool right they don't know what goes on behind <laughs> the scenes so tell us about how you actually hustled this product how did you get out there and knock on doors what did you do
2: okay um you
1: weren't doing barbecues were you in telling people. but
2: actually that's uh, that point. okay <laughs> at one point at one point uh, you need to like people who for doing this because yeah. actually the, the reality is the first thing you need to have in mind is well i was explaining and presenting myself as an expat but uh for this kind of uh, niche market, you really need to be. I mean, fifty uh, percent of our customers are French. Okay, that there is a reason why it's because we are French. Mm. And the reality of the thing is like, if you want to get some trust, I'm still. It's more complicated for me to say I'm Australian. You see my accent. Yeah. And I cannot. I mean, even if I wanted to try to do so, it would be complicated. will sound good. No. Uh, so. Uh, the point is like uh difficulty is like to create a trust like because so many people are selling insurance in uh, in Singapore it's a very small market and uh, I mean we when we launched UEX doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. by the way <laughs> uh, around insurance so the story is uh, it's you as a customer next because you uh, in the interaction so exp- experience exchange mm-hmm. and things like that but nobody understands that at the beginning so it's really about you at first it's mm-hmm. like uh, being outside and I Technically, he says I like it, but at one point, I hated it uh, to be every time outside explaining what we believe in and why mm. we are better than the others and why we try to be more transparent and explain to you that we don't really, even if you don't take it with us, we are very happy if you understood it with us. Mm. I mean, you're the product.
1: Uh, but, the- but how did you do that? Were you out like pitching people at parties or did yeah. you go to? corporates and
0: uh, there, there were steps along the way yeah when we started our dream was a community referring people to each other and us waiting for clients <laughs> <laughs> that was the idea at the beginning just, we will get Collecting that's why the mail, you, that's right? why you accepted it because <laughs> yes. if not i the... thought uh, that would work it doesn't yeah okay no the, the first month we were out every night meeting people and Singapore is good for the it's like con- the bars and anything yeah, yeah international
2: if, uh, community you know yeah. in singapore uh, so many yeah. french community well, French whatever we could.
0: yeah then we got our first base of clients hmm. So because the first question is, how long have you been around? Three Mm. months? Okay. Mm. It's my health we are talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you have experience in interest? No, I come from an oil and gas company. All right. (laughs) Then they just run away. Mm. So getting the first client, but still you seem like an honest honest guy. Mm. What you're doing is transparent and you're not bullshitting me. So we got our first clients. Mm. And then they refer each other. So then the second step was, okay, understand, I will ask around. Then they ask around, oh yeah, your ex, okay, uh, I'm, I'm a client, okay, I get the trust. And in fact, we are, well, you know it, you've been living in Singapore, it's only small communities. Yeah. And we target those communities. It's small, but uh, it represents a large number of people. Mm. So we built up the trust. And we did our business in a way that we are here for the long term. And by being honest, you lose clients now, but they will come back eventually. Yeah. And now uh, we are three years old. And people that uh, didn't trust us three years ago, they start coming back, and that's the way we did. And then we built up a team that... How many
1: in your team now?
2: 20. So, 20. so we're and 20, here in including us here. Yes.
1: So, you plus another 18. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. And what, what do they do? Are they on the development side, on the sales side?
0: Uh, I would say, uh, to, to make it simple, yeah. a third of it is selling, mm. a third is marketing, which is more communication for us than uh, actually a uh, growth and acquisition because that's not what we're doing, and the last part is uh, developing. So a technical side.
1: And how do your salespeople sell? Are they out there at every La Tech event, or because no, that's going to get a small world
0: after Not no, another UEX guy after me. We could we could call them advisors, <laughs> right?
2: So actually, the idea is like you know we believe that before talking about insurance, we talk about health. So. We started like Clem say we were outside and we were like pushing it and things like that. In the meantime, we started to realize that the difficulty was the content uh accessible for the customer to really understand what we talk about. And first even talking about insurance was not the problem mm. was I'm coming in Singapore, how the healthcare system is working, how much does it cost, how much uh, what's the price for an uh, appendicitis uh, in uh the in a KK hospital in public or things like that. So we started to build Because we are really on a niche market, you don't uh, wake up one day and say, oh, I'm going to go on a website for insurance. You That's the time you intend to buy your health insurance that you will go there or you want to look about something. So you need to be visible, but you need to be trustful. So Mm -hmm. being a trusted party. So what we've built is really like a content management things, which was not optimized at all for SEO. At the beginning, we were nothing. I mean, we we wrote it literally ourselves, but we didn't know the rules about SEO and things like that. But we wrote it in a way that we all the uh, link to the question of all our customers, meaning Mm. like they were asking how much it costs to go here. Okay. We look at it and we do an article on that. Mm. And that's continuing to do that. So when we talk about the marketing, I I don't like every time to say marketing and uh, sales. We have a growth team Mm. and this growth team is like very linked because I mean, uh, basically, if we don't do any more. Uh, a really good quality content, we don't have any way uh, to to attract the the customer because that's the only way to scale, by the way, because going outside, as you say, every day, even the sales don't want to do it anymore. Mm. But they are happy to advise and to be very focused on the real need of the customer. So 90%, 10%. Because 90% online, they don't need the people. They understood 90% of the things but the 10% is really where you do the trust because you, you know a specific thing or even you don't talk about insurance. That's really the important thing. i uh, give you some examples for us. We are a bit older than the team. But uh, usually when we talk about children and things like that, for French people we know the schools we used to be as a French school you have the, the guy responsible for the finance of the uh, French uh, alumni uh, French school alumni association and I'm the president yeah. but so do
1: they all have UX insurance by the way No 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 we don't <laughs>
2: no. we don't mix. but the, the point I'm doing a bit uh, uh, the the thing but the the point is we uh, we want to be like people. So that's, they trust us before the product. And yeah, after, absolutely. that's okay.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, people buy people, right? Exactly. Yes.
2: But that's a difficulty also, because if we don't have all this content, and when we scale, we are about to open in other countries, Yeah, we need to do this work if we want to keep this trust on the content side and to really mm. understand, because Kuala Lumpur is definitely different from Singapore. Uh, Hong Kong is definitely different from Singapore in terms of healthcare, in terms of product, in terms yeah. of market. So we need to adapt also all what we are doing.
1: Okay. So as the, the the co-founders of the company, what occupies your mind now? And bear in mind, for those people that may be watching or listening, if you're not watching or listening live, this is archived. this is April 2019, so things are going to change, right? April 2019, what's at the top of your mind now?
0: before or <laughs> okay actually uh, uh, you can start well actually it's been always the same thing uh, since day one it's our job you're saying co-founders is mm. changing every month i think mm. and that's what you you're not being told when you start a company being out uh, selling uh, at barbecues was my job uh, two years ago and then every month you have a new job and you you need to keep this all together keeping the same vision mm. and the same why that you ask at the beginning so you're still doing it for the right reasons and that's the ongoing questions then obviously they take different forms should i hire this guy should i open in kuala lumpur in which way but the goal is always i still need to be doing this for the same way mm. and try to anticipate and realize that my job has changed i was doing things myself now i need to let go mm. you're saying people are buying people but it's not sustainable they need to buy the brand and mm. so the brand needs to be people so that's what we need to change now mm. and so well,
1: where where do you get inspiration for that because there's a lot of great <laughs> brands out there that are built around people you know like the zappos of this world and so on when you think about insurance your sector where, where do you look for for those kind of inspirations like you, i mean what you're talking a about is a,
2: reply, huh? <laughs> it, it's, it's a, it's a great
1: example like you know how do you scale a company which effectively is built on very much people facing people who get it right yes. you know how can you have that when it's ten thousand people you know so wh- where do you get your inspiration for building that sort of cultural dna well, who do you i look think to?
0: that's every company is unique in that way so you can get inspiration but in fact if you haven't been part of it you, you just see what they want you to see so it's very hard to get the inspiration because you see oh that looks great then you mm. talk to the employees and they say it's a nightmare so to be honest it, i would say it's 70 percent gut feeling and who we are both of us and then the people that are in that we trust to pass this on. Mm. So inspiration is more on how do you trust people and give this out than actually the brand itself and how we want to do it. And okay. there are many good examples out there. So
1: I think you're going to provide some examples, are you not? He you said you're waiting for his answer. Where, where do you get the, in, in no, how to grow this organization, where do you draw inspiration y- y- from?
2: Y- you were asking first, uh, what were we thinking? I think the, the difficulty is like, you know, for tech. Mm. Um, okay. You have two ways of seeing it. You say take insure or insure tech. Mm. <laughs> and the reality is a lot of people, and that's, okay, I'm very French, so I like to criticize. But uh, the problem in uh, insurance and technology, a lot of guys are saying, I'm doing great insure tech uh, things, and that's great. But they are not solving the customer needs more doing like some kind of tech platform and Mm. uh, as you say at the beginning blockchain and api and that's great and i will connect insurance company together and it's going to be great and Okay, uh, so sometimes we have this kind of like, how do we create this valuation to show, because we have a great technology, by the way, but uh, we don't display this technology because it's like just useful for our customer. But sometimes we have like, some me, it's complicated because sometimes I'm saying like, okay, great, let's connect to all insurance company because we can do it in six months. But what does, what I mean, it doesn't make sense. As we tell you, we cannot compare. So the presentation of the product are not the same. So the most difficult for me is like to try to st- to be focused. To be mm. focused every time on what do we want to do and as Clément said, why are we doing it? And and you have new investors and you have new shareholders and so they have specific goals with your technology, with your pro model and so that's the most difficult. In terms of uh, inspiration, I think uh, I'm getting less and less inspiration. So, uh, Not saying I'm very good at uh, doing that but the more in insurance, the more we are growing, the less I believe in uh, the others because they are every time linked to something which is uh, investment or it's like valuation or something like that. And the, the good things about our company is we never had a problem with money. So that's really good thing because you d- we didn't have to sell ourselves. What do you yeah. mean
1: you didn't have a problem with money? Everybody in the world has a problem with <laughs> no, money. No, 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 no. I'm telling enough, you that. Right.
2: So, okay. Uh, you mean
1: you, you were well funded or you were making money? We from were day one? we were
2: we were well funded, right. but uh, that could be pro- a prop that could be a problem itself, right? Yeah, well but funded. progressively funded, meaning right, like yeah. we we were not linked to something like okay, let's raise more money, but we don't know how to do it, yeah. and every time we were very sincere with uh, each other and saying. Okay, we don't need it, so yeah. <laughs> let's not do it because it doesn't make any sense, and we don't know what we will do with it. So, but
1: uh, you had AXA was your, one of your original investors, right?
2: Uh, Verspiren, which is a family-owned oh, company, a broker. Yeah. But by the way, they are quite it's French-owned family, family mm. of the North, uh, one hundred years of existence, and it's, it's kind of like a one dollar is one dollar. So it's like, but that's good because in a way that we were very uh, linked to the reality. So. At the beginning, I was very uh, inspired by Lemonade, Oscar, mm. uh, which is one of the famous uh, Amer- American insurtech, uh, French insurance in Germany, which is more like the mutualization of the risk, how do you, you know, you cover each other and uh, things like that. Bought by many, which was really a good idea also, is like, you know, you have a hard problem. If you have a hard problem, usually all travel insurance don't cover you. Mm. And what they say is like, we're going to recruit online uh, 10,000 guys who have the same hard problem and they won't have the same problem in the plane. So let's mutualize the risk together. So that's what they have built. Yeah. And this one kind of, uh, this was kind of the inspiration. So I'm f- still following them. Now the inspiration is more like uh, how Clément says, like, how do we transform ourselves so we are not like a, a weight for all the team. We are helping them to grow, so it's more like other startups. I mean, you you met uh, Julien, you met Adrien Bartel from Sleek. We are, I mean, uh, sharing a lot of our, um, I mean, the culture and the problems that we are facing, and that's, I mean, the best inspiration I can get today.
1: Yeah, it's great inspiration, and I like to hear it as well that you're well aware of the challenges of growing this organization, and that you know you need to have that inspiration come from all levels of UEX as well not just you two running the show right and like you said about hiring and so on these these are realistic challenges because the danger is always that the two founders or whoever's driving the show is still driving the show in five years time right you can't have that you've got to have a situation where you've got to step back and let that happen and the challenge with all of that is downloading what you i mean your personalities and downloading that and incorporating that in the dna Exactly. of the organisation. So that becomes the culture, if
2: That's, you like. that's difficult because you, you're yeah. totally right. It's, um, especially for me, for example, uh, I really like to create I think I like to, to push my biggest challenge is to be focused for a long period. Mm. But at one point, I believe that I, I'm, I'm not a manager in a way that I'm not managing a portfolio stabilized and things like that. I, I don't like it, but that's difficult for me to say one day, maybe I'm not the CEO and I want to be, maybe creating something else mm. and I let, uh, I pass the things because you're right. At one point, uh, you need to do that, but that's very difficult because that's kind of your baby mm. and you, you want to still follow up everything. Mm. But that, that's, yeah, I think you're right. It's the most difficult thing, I think, is like to pass the inspiration to others and to be sure that you are choosing the right people also yeah. with the culture.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, that's what it is at the end of the day. That's what it's all about is, you know, how you touch your customers really is going to be down to like even the individual sales reps or, you know, the frontline people, the marketing teams, the staff, the growth team as you call them, and how they interact with people. That will become your brand as you that's as true. less and less people know you, that's right? True. And you have less and less barbecues and so on to go to, right? That's, good.
0: that's, that's, really that's, that's a good point. But
1: that's a sign of success, right? If you can kind of like that touch point that you have between you and the customer being a positive one you can spend all the money you like on advertising and marketing and customer acquisition Simple. but if that's a lousy touch point you've lost right yes, true. and that's the challenge and i think it's a worthy challenge and i wish you all the best in making that happen because you sound like you know and you give me the impression that you're two guys who could make that happen Thank you, you know you've we got the right <laughs> yeah <laughs> well let's let's see i mean you know going you know, going from a company of 20 to 200 it becomes a different company and different, you know, like beast, a different animal. But you've got to keep control of the, the culture and making sure that that is really what you set out to do and still serving people and so on, right? Um, but the fact that you come from that world and you understand it, you know, there's that great riff in the, the startup world about corporate dropouts. Yes. You know, they're, they're the yeah. most, I think, inspiring entrepreneurs right now because they, they know what's broken and they're out there to fix it, right? They're not necessarily changing the world.
2: You're right. The idea is not to change the world, it's like to make it a bit better. <laughs> that's yeah, right, that's but a d- d- Knowing course. what to
0: do and being able to make it, that's yeah. the thats the challenge. Exactly. Because well, it's always easy to look at it and say that's broken, that's broken, that's broken. Yeah. But to make it happen on a daily basis, that's where <laughs> we'll be successful or not.
1: Well, I wish you all the best in making that happen. Clément and Greg. A real uh, pleasure having you in the studio as well and listening to your story and the insight into UEX and the why behind, you know, why you're here and what you're trying to achieve as well. And I think people will get a good feel for what kind of company this is because you're early enough stage for people to get on board and make an impact, right? And that's the key, isn't it? And I think Mm -hmm. whether it's investors or talent looking at what you're doing, the first thing they're going to look at is you. And right. we need talent, so <laughs>
2: so exactly. not hesitate, yeah.
1: Let's put it out there. Um, best way to get in touch with you guys is through LinkedIn. Does that work for you? Yes. Are you, you active on Definitely LinkedIn? Definitely LinkedIn, So if somebody yeah. reached out, that, you know, you watch this show, you listen to the podcast, like what you say, I've got a few questions. Best way to do it. I think anybody and wait, that
2: wants... And I had something to, to offer you. All right, okay. You have the T-shirt <laughs> and... Here we go, so let's hold it up For your next barbecue For your next barbecue, <laughs> so barbecue. Alright, am I now becoming you're a salesman? Exactly. <laughs> and I'll just we say is good because <laughs> we know.
1: I want to know if there's anything edible in here right? <laughs> That's what I'm looking for no, Thank you very much for the t-shirt You're welcome Very good UEX, everybody. Gregoire Rastoul and Clément Boutelier. I Boutelier. Sure. got that right. Thank you very much. Um, merci beaucoup. Thank you. All the best with your you know next stage, whatever you know is required. Come back on as well in the future and update us. I'd love to hear part two of this story. It's been fantastic. We're Thank signing you. out from Pitch Deck Asia. My name's Grant Brown.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at atp.show.